Welcome to On Tangent, where online marketing, entrepreneurship, and life collide. I'm Maida, your online marketing bestie and fellow entrepreneur. It wasn't long ago that I was a corporate slave shackled by golden handcuffs. But now I get to run a flexible, fulfilling business that allows me to make an impact that extends far beyond me. Here, we believe in the power of free-flowing conversations and unfiltered discussions, where every topic is fair game and there are no boundaries and no limits. Join me as we dive into conversations that will equip, entertain, and inspire you throughout your entrepreneurship journey with a dash of humor, lots of curiosity, and a touch of unpredictability. After all, life and marketing is full of surprises. Ready to join me? Grab your coffee or tea and let's get chatting. Hello and welcome back to On Tangent. It's Maida and Celine here today talking all about ChatGPT. Dun dun dun. I feel like it's one of those like <laughs> ChatGPT is one of those things I it kind of cues like the scary music thing or something like that. Um, but don't be intimidated by the techie jargon. It's not as scary as it sounds, I promise. In fact, it might just be the secret sauce your small business needs to thrive in today's fast-paced digital world that we're all living in right now. So let's break it down and see how we use ChatGPT in our business and how it can empower your business without taking away your voice. Um, Celine, what are your thoughts on ChatGPT? I'm curious before we get into all this. (laughs) Yeah, so actually... This is an aside already, starting off strong with the tangents. Um, (laughs) Artificial intelligence was one of those like research interests that I had back in um, college. It was so I had the option to write my undergrad thesis on one thing or artificial intelligence. And it was almost artificial intelligence. But then we took a hard left into something else. But yeah, for anyone who thinks about ChatGPT or AI and is worried about the singularity or ChatGPT taking their jobs or anything... I think honestly, at this point, it's not something that people have to worry about. Um, Without getting too technical into the details and stuff, the way ChatGPT works is that it's essentially a language learning model that's been trained by all the text that is publicly accessible and available on the internet. And the way that it kind of comes up with the responses and stuff is that it essentially predicts which words are coming next based on the prompt that you gave it and what it thinks would quote unquote thinks would make the most sense. So... The important thing to take away from that, essentially, is that it doesn't do any of its own critical thinking and it doesn't have any of its own unique insight. So that is something that the AI, ChatGPT, whatever, cannot take away from you. It can help you do some really quick summarized research on topics that you're not super familiar with and it can give you all sorts of detail on that up to a certain point because I I think the free version of ChatGPT is only accurate up to a specific year or something like that. But don't be afraid of losing yourself in there because your thoughts are not in that machine. So there's that. (laughs) Yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, I I think, so let me kind of take it back a little bit. Mm -hmm. At its simplest, simplest form, and you can let me know if, this is accurate, but as simplest definition, ChatGPT is an artificial intelligence powered language model. I know that's a yes. lot of words, but basically <laughs> what it means is that it's a it's it's an artificial intelligence 
that has been trained to follow instructions in the form of a prompt, typically, and mm-hmm. specifically talking about ChatGPT here. And based on that prompt, based on what it is you're asking it about, it will return a response to you because it has been educated or it has taken all of the information from the internet or you know articles and all these different platforms to learn about whatever topic it is that you're asking it about. And is that yes. right? Is essentially, that right? <laughs> essentially, yes. It isn't the word like intelligence and it thinking and responding is sort of like a misnomer because it doesn't do it in the traditional sense. Like it doesn't actually quote unquote think about all those things, but it looks at all of the historical data, like in terms of text and then is like, okay, they're asking about this, this article, these articles, I'll talk about this. I'll combine them into a thing that makes sense, essentially. Right. Okay. Yes, that makes sense. And obviously, like, we're just talking about ChatGPT, but AI in general, artificial intelligence in general, has lots of other uses that we just won't have time to cover today. But when it comes to small businesses, what the heck does it even mean for us, right? And we can think of it as our never gets tired or runs out of patience or (laughs) runs out of ideas sidekick. So it's like this relentless sidekick. And it's always ready to lend a hand when we're facing a daunting task. So if if we we don't know about something, like even just asking it regular questions like, hey, what the heck does this and this mean? It will always be there. It'll be your right right hand per or I shouldn't say person, but your your right hand um, tech, I should say. Yeah, it's like an it's like a condensed Google search in that mm-hmm. way. So then, instead of searching for what the actual answer is in this article, it'll just kind of spit the article out succinctly for you. And if you're on social media, I'm sure you've seen all of the content that everyone's been creating about how to have ChatGPT write your content for you, and. That's amazing. I think there's so many, obviously, so many different use cases of ChatGPT, which some will cover that in ways that we have been using it. But, you know, ChatGPT isn't just good for content creation. I feel like that's been what's, what's like been, um, what people have been talking about the most, content creation. But there's so many other uses. And it's an extremely, extremely versatile tool that can automate and speed up various parts within your business that I feel like not a lot of people are talking about. And that's what we're going to jump into right now. The ways we can use ChatGPT um, and the ways that we use ChatGPT in our day-to-day operations here at Be The Buzz Academy. All right. So the very first, or I guess one of the, one of the ways that we're using it is when we're stuck in a brainstorming rut, we help. We have ChatGPT help us in brainstorming, and it definitely helps us speed up our creative process by generating ideas for us. So it essentially gets our juices flowing, so to speak. And here's exactly how we use it. So we ask it to give us specific and niche content ideas. We have it come up uh, with like titles and hooks for either captions, carousels, blog posts, um, any, any, any place where you need titles or hooks, that's what we have it help us like brainstorm. We have had it help us brainstorm product name ideas. And 
marketing campaign concepts. We've I've had ChatGPT help me brainstorm around that as well. Basically, all things that is a starting point if we need to like start something, but we're kind of just stuck in the idea brainstorming rut. We have ChatGPT help us get it, get our juices flowing. Yeah. So if you think about like when you're naming something, whether it's an article or a product, it's so hard. Like you spent all this time putting thought into what's actually in there or the content that there's nothing left in your brain by the time it comes to titles. So we like to give it sort of like a quick summary sometimes or just, hey, give me a title for this audience and it needs to sound like this or I only have this much space or this many characters. Yeah, it's nice to have something kind of spit those things out at you because sometimes it pulls things that you wouldn't necessarily consider or words that aren't in your vocabulary at the moment. And so it's nice to kind of get a fresh starting point for those things. It's also really nice when you can't think of like a specific word, but none of the synonyms that the that the thesaurus gives you are really hitting the right vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like to have it also like if I can't think of um like you said an, like a synonym for anything, I'll be like another way to say what's another way to say blah blah blah. Exactly. And yeah, it does a good job of giving you ideas that you were not thinking of. Mm-hmm. which is really nice because I think it's one of those things that not a lot of people talk about, but naming products <laughs> or like hooks and titles are extremely hard and they're extremely important. So having something that will like spit out like thoughts and ideas at you that you can kind of make your own is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. It's because it's easier to like refine something than it is to just come up with nothing. Like if I told you right now, yeah. come up with a t- come up with a title for this episode right now. No, it's way. a lot of pressure, and it's like <laughs> what? I'll I'll need a minute. Exactly, Thank you, and I go and consult with ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very very true. Um, so yeah, brainstorming is one of the biggest ways that I think we use it here at Be the Buzz Academy. The other way we use it is actually in our emails. You know, you've probably heard us. We preach all the time, like almost every day. But, you know, we preach that email marketing is a powerful strategy for small businesses. And we sometimes do use ChatGPT to help us craft an engaging email copy that is, you know, attention grabbing and related to a specific topic. Now, we don't just like we don't copy and paste that email, obviously, but we do have it help us like get started with the strategy and the idea behind the email. And then we kind of obviously edit and go from there. But I've also used ChatGPT to help me write professional emails. So, you know, like if I'm trying to reach out to someone external to be the Buzz Academy, maybe I want to word something in a certain way and I just, I'm running blank. It's been a long day. I'll ask ChatGPT like, hey, how can I tell this person in a professional way? So and so, like X, Y, and Z. So that it's also really good when it comes to emails in that sense as well. So like a person, more of like a personal use case. Have you used it like that? Or what are your thoughts? I personally haven't used it like that. Or, you know, there have been like a few really limited instances, not specifically in emails, but like, hey, how do I start this message? Because you know how sometimes you have to send something it might be difficult to talk about or something that bothers Mm -hmm. you and you don't want it to sound like too personal. So it's nice to have it kind of run through the filter of the AI to make it more professional and just take the 
the emotion out of it sometimes. Like I like to treat it like a set of eyes that can help you adjust your tone. And so if I need it to sound more friendly or less friendly or more firm, it's great in that regard. But I will warn you, do not just copy and paste whatever the AI spits out at you. Because I've had friends kind of like try to use it to write like a quick memo. Like here's the things that they want to cover in this memo, put the words around it. (laughs) And sometimes it's just a little too frank. So example, one of my friends was trying to write a memo like, hey, sorry that these memos stopped for a few weeks. We were busy moving offices, whatever. They will resume now. The suggestion that the AI made was, sorry, I haven't sent these memos. I forgot about it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Taking up the honest seal up the notch, huh? (laughs) Maybe a little too much. (laughs) Yes. That is so funny. It was hilarious. I laughed. We both laughed so hard. And I was like, this is why you have to read everything that kind of comes out of it. Oh, yeah. And on that, have you have you heard that? This is another tangent. There was a there were these two lawyers who ended up in court because they had used ChatGPT to kind of like start a case for them. But they just copied and pasted everything that came from the case. And the AI is just citing cases that don't exist and nobody checked and so they submitted that to the court oh my goodness so don't do that (laughs) yeah and i guess like to that point trust me when i say this you can tell when something is written by ai versus entirely yeah yes exactly like 100 percent ai versus human like you do not need google to tell you or anyone else to tell you that this is written by AI, you can tell with your own eyes because like, it's just so funny to me because I'll go on Instagram sometimes and I'll look at someone's caption and I know exactly that they've literally just copied and pasted from ChatGPT based on how ChatGPT writes and how typical it is for it to use the terms that they that it uses. For example, like, Something that ChatGPT uses a lot is uh, ready to take your business to the next level. Like this next level thing. I swear like like one of those quirks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's one of those like little phrases that ChatGPT uses over and over and over again. So if that's not what you normally would say, like I would. It's a dead giveaway. Yeah. Like I rarely, rarely ever actually say. Let me help you take your business to the next level. What I typically <laughs> what I typically have said in the past is I want to help you elevate your business. Like that that I actually have said in the past or like typed up in the past. But when I keep seeing people saying this will take your business to the next level. This will take your strategy to the next level, next level. And it's just like, oh my God, people, at least replace it with something else. Right. And especially if it's like over and over again from different people and they all start to sound kind of similar. It's like, okay, I know ChatGPT is helpful at all, but put a little bit of effort into it. Yes. Yep. There has to be some of yourself in there. Otherwise, like, what's the point, you know? Yeah, and I mean, like, people are following you or buying from you because of your knowledge, your opinions, your expertise, not what ChatGPT is saying. So it's definitely just, for the most part, it's a starting point, not a copy-paste place. But besides emails and brainstorming, the other way that we currently use it at um, Be The Buzz Academy is... For website and landing page copy and 
obviously, as you know, a website copy is insanely, insanely important. And it's the first impression for your business. And depending on which page you're working on at the time, like the About Me page or whatever, um, or even like a sales page, for example, you can use ChatGPT to help you be more pers- uh, persuasive or even like give you or give you like a helpful structure for what you should include at the top of your page versus the middle and all of that. Because again, it's ChatGPT has learned from what's available online. So if you ask it to follow a certain structure, that's been like maybe the format has been proven within marketing by, I don't know, like Simon Sinek, for example. Obviously, he's like the marketing guru. If there's something that he has put out and you're asking ChatGPT to follow his like instructions or like his framework, then ChatGPT can do a really good job of like telling you what the strategy is and just kind of put it like give it back to you. So in that sense, it's really nice to use for website and landing page copy to like help you get started with the copy. And I know I've used ChatGPT to fine tune some messaging for landing pages to make sure that I sound clear, I'm concise, and that it's captivating. Obviously, I'm not perfect all the time. So what I wanted to do in that sense, or like in that case is to go back and look at my writing to basically analyze my copy and tell me, do I sound clear? Do I sound concise? Am I persuasive? Am I, you know, maybe is my hook captivating enough? So in that sense, it can really, really be helpful for your website and landing page copy. I don't know if you've used it like that, Celine, have you? I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Just to like spot check. I almost use it like a second pair of eyes. Like it's easy, especially when you've had a long day of writing content for different things in different places to fall into. Well, it all starts to sound the same. So it it, it kind of gives me that distance, like a spot check for the tone or maybe I could have rephrased this better. Or sometimes what happens to me personally is that I edit something in the middle so often that sometimes I leave like a a hanging idea in there like it's not quite a complete sentence but it's still in there and so it's nice to kind of do a check like that for stuff yes very true yeah like having it check your work basically like be Mm -hmm. your editor (laughs) exactly because otherwise I need to walk away for a day right yeah exactly yeah and that's also the thing like you can tell it to act like a certain specific role yeah so you can say I want you to act like my editor um or you're an expert editor in xyz niche and I need you to review this piece of work and let me know if it sounds clear concise there's any hanging thoughts like you know anything like that and it'll like give you feedback which is super nice um but another way we use it is for you know strategy analytics and insights so in the past I've you know, when I was looking for fresh marketing strategy ideas, I've had ChatGPT generate ideas to just kind of get started, like, you know, brainstorming, like we mentioned earlier. But to kick it up a notch, it can also help you analyze data and the industry trends that you're seeing to give you strategic recommendations that align with your specific business goals. So you can, you know, to do this, you'll have to feed it, you have to feed ChatGPT the insights that you're finding or that you have collected yourself and ask for it to analyze the information and let it know what your business goals are so that 
When it does give you recommendations, if that's what you're asking it for, it can analyze the data and say, okay, her business goals are X, Y, Z. So based on those two things together, these are my specific recommendations or these are my unique marketing recommendations or business strategy recommendations or whatever you're looking for. That's what I'm going to tell her because I know these two pieces of information. And to just kind of drive this point home, the more information you can give to ChatGPT, the better. Like you really, really have to be detailed and give it as much information as you can so that it knows what it is you are talking about, what it is you want out of it, what you don't want out of it. And that's one of the things that not a lot of people are talking about, which is like based, when you do that, you're actually educating ChatGPT. So key point here, the more information you can give it, the better. I know, Celine, you have a very strong opinion about this too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, it's one of those things that people forget about, right? Like that just because it's an artificial intelligence and it's been trained on language learning and in information on the internet, that doesn't necessarily mean that it has all the information that it needs to make informed decisions specifically for you. And so one of the things that like we like to do is put as much data information about what's relevant before we actually make it a request. So sometimes it'll send you, it's meant to be like a response, it's meant to respond to you, right? So even as you're feeding it information, it's going to try to give you a response. You can ignore that and just make sure that it has all the key points that it needs. And then the nice thing too, is that specifically for ChatGPT is that you can have different tabs for things. So if you want a little instance where it's it specializes in social media versus an instance where I don't know, it specializes in email. All the relevant information should be in each of those little chat tab window things so that it has what it needs to do whatever you're asking of it, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you can feed it information about your specific brand, your values, your tone of of voice, um, your goals. You can fine tune its output to align perfectly with your unique voice and your strategy. Um, You can literally even feed a content that you've written in the past so it can learn from that piece of content. And I've seen a lot of people to kind of make it a little bit of a faster process, I guess. I've seen people copy and paste their about co- like their about page on their website that they copy and paste that copy into ChatGPT and tell it to learn from that. So you're not sitting there typing all over again who you are, what you do, and what your brand voice is, and all of that. It's um, it can learn from that piece of content as well. And when you do that, when you educate it like that, the output becomes so, so good. It's almost like having a customizable content creation assistant (laughs) that knows everything about you and knows exactly what you need. But I think this is where this reminder gets really, really important. ChatGPT is just a tool. It is a brilliant one but it is still a tool nonetheless. It can't replace the unique essence of your business and your voice and your strategy and the way you think and your opinions and that everything that comes with you as a person. Your content should always, always come from you, meaning, again, your ideas, your opinions, your experiences, thoughts, and all of that because that's what makes it authentic and that's what makes it relatable. People can't, like, ChatGPT is is not going to know exactly how 
someone might relate to you and your experiences unless you sit there and you meticulously educate it on every little detail about your life. And <laughs> I mean, if you do that, good luck. That's going to take forever. But, uh, you know, it, it can't be that relatable. And I will also add one more thing. Nothing will rep- replace human speech. I kind of mentioned this before, but at the end of the day, chat GPT is not human. And no matter how much you tell it to mimic human speech, which you can do that, it's still not 100% human-like and people can detect that. And that's kind of what I was referring to earlier, which is like, I can literally, I've seen so much chat GPT output that I can see exactly who's putting out content that was created by chat GPT. It's just wild to me how many people do that. Like where they just copy and paste, which is a big no-no, but yeah. No, for sure. And especially if you're creating content for like SEO purposes and optimization. I know kind of like Google's stance on this and different like search engine stances on this change, I feel like once a week. <laughs> but there was a there's a thing where they can tell like when something is solely AI generated and it dings that page as in like it doesn't try to push it up on the search engine results page or it like flags it for, you know, stuff so that it's less visible because the goal, at least like when you think about the goal of a search engine, it's to give people answers to what they're asking for. If you give it like a generic, if you if the information that you're putting on your website or your page or whatever is generic information, this just comes straight from an AI with no actual expertise and stuff. Those search engines don't have an incentive to push that page because it's probably not going to be helpful. Whoever clicks on it by mistake is probably just going to bounce right off of it. And then they're just going to have to spend more time going through the search engine results page, which is not the point. So be careful whenever you're using it. I personally only ever use it sort of for research and to get an understanding of a topic, especially if it's something a little bit more technical or something that I'm not as familiar with. But I definitely take everything that it gives me with a grain of salt, right? Because it's also important to remember that it's only got information up to like a certain year. I think it's something like 2019 or 2018. So if you're working on something specifically technologically focused or like a fast moving industry, just be aware that things might have changed since ChatGPT was trained on it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's actually the last time I checked, it was actually September of 2021. So okay, so it changed. I think it was maybe I just remembered wrong. Yeah, Yeah. I think it was always 2021. But still, that's that's a few years back already, you know, and yeah, I don't two know. Years now. Right. Yeah. And that's, I don't know if they're planning to update it anytime soon. So again, like some things might be outdated. You should definitely check on that information. Like if you're asking it for something factual, you want to fact check it. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. So, and I like what you said, Celine, about SEO and like obviously Google dinging the page. And I'm curious if someone wants to check back to see, I guess, where are you getting this information from? And like, how can I like if in three months, I want to see if Google has changed their ways (laughs) again, (laughs) their their Um, stance on it. Yeah. Where would I go? Yeah. So I can put this into the show notes, but I usually they like Google has blogs and stuff where they talk about these things. And whenever there's like a big update coming for like search engines and how it's going to react to stuff like they'll write about it they won't necessarily tell you all the details that are coming but 
I'm trying to think of like a historical example because it definitely happens like whenever they change the algorithm and the way that sites are ranked and stuff, like they put more emphasis in recent-ish years on like the mobile experience of a website because lots of people access sites in their phones, right? So it used to be super desktop heavy focused, but they definitely like put stuff out and I will make sure to add some of that stuff into the show notes. So you guys have some resources to kind of check out every so often. Yes. Thank you. That'd be amazing. Okay, so the main takeaway here is do not use ChatGPT to write your entire copy for anything, like to do the work for you, basically, and copy and pasting it without like personalizing any of it. That's huge. No, no, do not do it. And, you know, we definitely wanted to help you guys out to like walk away from this episode, actually feeling confident and comfortable getting into ChatGPT and asking it for things. So let's have some fun with it. I'm going to, you know, tell you guys a few ChatGPT prompts that you can try out right away. I don't know if maybe you want to write it down while you're, or maybe just come back to it when you can, but I'll kind of list out a few of the prompts and what, what you can, how it can help you. And maybe Celine, actually, maybe we can just copy and paste the prompts into the show notes so that they can just grab it and go. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, There are transcripts for all of these episodes. So you'll also be able to find them all there. But I will for sure kind of highlight them so that if you come back to this episode later, or you share it with someone, you will be able to find it on the website, easy and ready for you to copy and paste. Perfect. Even better. Thank you. All right. So here are a few chat GPT prompts you can try out. And First, before you try any of them, what I want you to do is start by educating ChatGPT about your business. So quickly just share about your brand, your brand story, like what your business is actually called, who you are, um, who your ideal audience is. I think that's huge. Your tone of voice and your goals also for that piece of content, whatever it is that you're creating, you want to tell it what your goal is for whatever it is writing for you in that instance. Then ask it any of the following prompts. And here we go. So the very first one is just for content inspiration, you can say something like, hey, ChatGPT, help me brainstorm fresh, unique content ideas for my blog or social media. And that alone will help, you know, once it knows who you are, what you do, what your business is about, and then you enter that um, prompt it can definitely help you create fresh content ideas. So that was prompt number one. Prompt number two, if you're, this is for when you're launching a new product or service, you can ask ChatGPT to help you name name that product or name that service like we talked about earlier. So the prompt for this one is, suggest a catchy name for my new blank, keep it short, no more than three words in length. And when I said blank, what you want to replace that with is a a very short description of your product or your service. So it would sound something like, suggest a catchy name for my email list building course where I help small business owners start their email lists. Keep it short, no more than three words in length. So something like that. And then the last prompt we have for you guys is writing compelling email subject lines, which I think we all know it's crucial for open rates when it comes to email marketing. So 
it's one of those things you kind of got to test out different subject subject lines all the time to see which ones are working, which ones are not. And it's always, it's kind of hard, obviously, to like keep coming up with different subject lines that you know will work. So for that, you can try a prompt like this one. Generate an attention-grabbing, click-worthy subject line for my next email campaign about blank. And you would fill the blank space with the topic of your email. So it sounds something like, generate an attention-grabbing and click-worthy subject line for my next email campaign about how you can use ChatGPT for your small business. (laughs) Something like that. So... There it is, friend. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting your entrepreneurial journey, ChatGPT can be your ally in running your business. Don't overlook it. Stop thinking about it as this scary thing that's going to take over the world and think of it as a powerful tool that it is. It's here to make your life easier, to help you save time, and to keep your business ahead of the curve. And that is all we had for you guys today. Thanks so much for joining us. If this episode sparked your curiosity, share it with your fellow entrepreneurs who are looking for ways to make their business operations smoother as well and more innovative. Keep exploring, keep innovating, and keep evolving, my friend.